You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Yoga Magic, everyone. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. I'm so glad you're tuning in. I have such a cool guest today. I'm really excited to share with you. Before we get to that, a quick astro update if you're listening to this live time or around live time. We are about to enter into the full moon in Virgo on Friday, March 18th. And as with any full moon, this is about release. So, you know, something something's coming to fruition and it's time to evaluate or iterate. And with a full moon in Virgo, it's all about systems, routines, details. So per my episode last week about doing a little self-care spring cleaning, now is a really great time to evaluate your existing routines, your systems, the people around you, you know, the clutter in your house and get rid of things that are taking up more space than you would like them to. So you're the creator of your life, everyone. Remember that. And you get to choose what you let in. After last week's episode, I got a lot of questions um, about, you know, how do you actually find time to read and do your evening routine and work out? And, you know, the answer is I'm, I make it a priority. I carve out time. I, I put it at the very top of my list. And sometimes I do have some tough love with myself on that. Like, no, you you have to do this. You have to do this. And actually, today's guest, Molly Kringle, talks about that as well in relation to travel and adventure, right? That this is a priority for her, and she makes it happen. It's just really cool. So I got the ping to interview Molly last summer when someone had mentioned Wild Hive. They're like, Wild Hive is this this dance pop-up outside experience. It's sometimes in parking ramps with tons of women and loud music. And I'm just like, what? This sounds so amazing. I've got to check it out. And when I got to sit down with Molly to talk about it and her journey, I really felt inspired by her work and the pursuit of joy and what can fall into place when we pursue our own joy. What's so cool about Molly's businesses, because she has multiple, is that they they really happened organically when she was following her joy. You know, the path that she was on when she first started her career wasn't exactly working for her, so she forged her own path, and she talks about that. And you know what? We can all do this. You know, it doesn't always have to be career related. You don't have to leave your job and start something new, but you can simply listen to what fills you up on a day-to-day basis and follow that. And we talk about that on this episode. It's actually like really radical to do, right? To go off the beaten path 
of what we're supposed to do of following those neat paths that we think are set out for us to be a little bit wild like Molly talks about. This is such a cool episode for someone who might be feeling a little bit lost or felt like they lost themselves over the last couple of years, even the last few months, and are looking for some inspiration to take time to get back to themselves, to go on an adventure. Yes, please. Let's do it. So included in this episode, Molly and I talk about when she feels challenged as an entrepreneur and as a parent and what she does to pull herself back in, how she follows joy and what Wild Hive is and how it can help women find their inner child. She talks about really following those individual passions that we have, whether that in our career or just in our personal life, rather than doing what everyone else tells us we're supposed to do. She talks about her personal self-care practices. One of them is taking herself on a date, which, yes, please, going to be doing more of that. And then how travel can become a priority if you make it. So if you're in the Twin Cities and you want to join one of these Wild Hive mini-adventure experiences, make sure to follow Molly and Wild Hive on Instagram. That's the underscore Wild Hive. And check out wildhive.com to learn about upcoming retreats, including the next one happening in May in Panama. Thanks so much to Molly for being on the show and for the very cool work that she's doing to bring just way more joy into this world. Reminder, if you are new here, thank you so much for listening. There are more than 145 episodes on self-care practices, self-study, astrology, inspirational stories to help you prioritize yourself again or for the first time. You can get the free self-care for manifestation guide when you sign up for our newsletter in the show notes. And be sure to follow along on Instagram at Yoga Magic Podcast, and I'm at Ashley.Sondergaard. Finally, if this episode is inspirational to you, please share on Instagram and be sure to tag at Yoga Magic Podcast and at the underscore Wild Hive. All right, let's chat with Molly Kringle. Welcome, Molly. I'm so glad to be chatting with you on a Monday morning. It's just, it's a good way to start the week. I feel like I've got the itch to do things out of the house to travel, and I'm just going to live through you in this conversation. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So Molly, I'd love to just hear a little bit about you as like a soul, as a human, before we talk about all of the cool things that you do. Can you share a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, Well, I, let's see. I mean, I definitely have a passion for all things living life with more fulfillment. So a lot of who I am is, you know, with that core value in mind. So I am a mom to three spirited kids (laughs) (laughs) who definitely keep me on my toes, but also remind me how, you know, just how important everything that I'm passionate about is and showing them, you know, this life of entrepreneurship and following your dreams. And, um, I'm lucky to have a great husband who's also an entrepreneur. And so we, you know, we really help each other along the way, but, um, yeah, my background is in human biology and positive psychology, and I have a lifelong uh, career in dance. So yep, started in a studio and then had danced my way through college, but planned to go pre-med, pre-dental. So that was, (laughs) yeah, it's been quite an interesting journey. Um, But yeah, so I always intended to work in healthcare just because my passion is really people. And, uh, and, you know, I guess hoping that I can make life a little better and a little bit more meaningful. And then, um, at some point along the way, I sort of realized that I'm not 
really into the conventional route when it comes to my career. So I just sort of culminated all of my interests and my education and created everything I do now. So <laughs> that's, I love that. It's like, yeah, I'm not, oh, this isn't really for me. So I'm going to just create what I want. Yeah. And- yeah. And it's hard. I mean, sometimes my husband and I laugh because he ended up going, we, but we had the same major in college. So, and we went to college together. We met our freshman year, but. Oh my God. So did my husband. That's so funny. Yeah. 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 And we, we took all the same classes. (laughs) So we both intended to go on. We came back to Minneapolis after undergrad so that I could go to dental school. And then like right before I panicked and thought, I'm not going to four more years of school. I don't even know if this is what I want to do. And he ended up going and so he's a dentist. And whenever people <laughs> ask, like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm so envious of the fact that he could just say, I'm a dentist. And he is like, it's the reverse for him. He's like, it's so boring. Like you get to explain all these cool things, but yeah, it's just kind of funny how, how it worked, but no, that is, I, and I'm sort of a believer that when you find like true partnership, like it sounds like you have, right. These people that inspire us to be our fullest selves, we can manifest like through that, right? Like there's different things he's accomplishing this and you're accomplishing this. And it's like kind of like a, like a unit in a way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I think that, I mean, that's an important part as I'm sure we'll get into, but I think the reason why I'm so passionate about travel is that, that for us, it was a form of our our health and well-being and it's been an incredibly profound thing that we've really prioritized even as we became parents mm. and has really helped us kind of like keep this foundation for everything we do whether it's like in our home or in the workplace professionally um but for sure just together so yeah question about entrepreneurship and children and like that, that spirit that you have for going out and creating life and creating other things as well. Was there a time when you felt like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do this three kids and, you know, forging my own career path there. I think almost every day. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Good. Same. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I know. I mean, sometimes it depends on the hour. It depends on the day. And, you know, my kids are a little bit older now, um, which brings on its own challenges. It's like, no matter what season of life you're in, I feel like it's, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely challenging. And I, those are the moments where I think I'm not going to quit. I'm just going to like take a, take a pause Mm -hmm. so that I don't like react out of these, you know, these times of like frustration or fear or, you know, stress, all the things. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've seen, I think I've, I mean, in the last even couple of months, I feel like I've seen a lot of parents, specifically moms who are just kind of throwing in the towel on their passions because they're like, Oh my gosh, can't do this anymore after two years. And so is there anything I, you, you say, take a, like, kind of take a pause. Is there anything that you do to keep yourselves, like, keep going? You know, I've been trying hard. I mean, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, um, in fact, I just listened to a great audio book called the gap and the gain. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes in print too, but, um, they talked about, you know, it's so easy for high achievers to focus on what has not yet happened. And I think as an entrepreneur, that's, 
much of our energy is like all the things we want to do that we still want to do that this vision we have for what we're trying to create. And so really being able to shift our mindset to focus on like reflect back instead and think about all the things we have accomplished, which I think is very hard for women and, you know, not just entrepreneurs, but women, especially. And so, you know, in that pause to really reflect and and feel gratitude for everything we have done. And then I often too pay attention to the little things, you know, when I'm feeling like I'm going to throw in the towel, I have, you know, something happens and it might be something really little, but it's like, Oh, okay. Just keep going, Mm -hmm. you know, just take the next step. And so you have to like really kind of be in tune with that. And I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you're right. Like we live in the future so frequently and it's like, Mm -hmm. wow, look at what we've done in the last seven seven years. I'm like getting ahead of myself a little because I just, I feel like I'm so excited to talk (laughs) to you, but what is wild type? Can you talk about the amazing entity that you created and, and how you got the idea? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I really didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I still don't. Right. (laughs) Um, so, well, okay. I'll take it back um, to, you know, kind of tying in how I got here and I'll keep it abbreviated because (laughs) a little boring, but, um, after I decided not to go to dental school, I started working in the business side of small medical practices and dental offices. And so I was working in pension accounting of all things, Mm. um, because I do, for some reason have a weird, I don't love like budgeting, but I, I do like numbers. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to try this out. And then I can decide what I want to do. Um, that turned into, I don't even know, seven, eight years of what I call this limbo. Like I had kids, my husband was in dental school. I was doing something that I wasn't like super passionate about. And I was sitting at a desk all day, which is just not me. And so I was, you know, somehow found my way back to what makes me feel alive, what makes me feel creative. And dance has always been a big part of that. And I think as an adult, it's very hard to find that. And it, you really kind of the only space for it is fitness. Mm-hmm. So I had started after I had my youngest, I started spending a little bit more time at the gym and over the years, like many, many years prior, even they just kept asking, when do you want to teach your own classes? And I just did not think it was for me at all. (laughs) And I, I mean, I still don't, but I, I took, um, I was taking this class from this fantastic person who she was really the like catalyst for, um, my time at at that gym. And she just kind of gave me an ultimatum. She was like, you're going to teach the last 10 minutes of class or else. And I was a little bit afraid of her. I know. So I did it. And, you know, surprisingly, I really loved it, but, um, and I would not have wild hive if it were not for that experience. So I ended up there for about three and a half years and it really created kind of the foundation for wild hive without even knowing, um, it was not the place for me. My passion for creating wild Hive has very little to do with the fitness component. Um, and that really helped me seek out to create this different space. Like everything I felt was missing. Like how could I bring that into wild Hive and create this really magical, um, unique experience. So, um, it's, you know, it's interesting. It's like the fitness industry in that's where I was. Um, it, it kind of was a toxic environment. It really mm-hmm. was not about the health and well-being as much as it was about like numbers and very competitive. Yeah. And 
Um, and for me, dance, my love of dance and then what I believe is the power of dance is to bring us back to who we are and to make us feel expressive and to feel connected, not only with ourselves, but with everyone around us. And there was, there's just so much that's missing when you don't tap into those things, which is really the root of what dance is. So, um, we just outgrew that space. And when I decided to have my last class there, I started getting all of these letters from people, Mm. you know, everything we were doing together was helping people get through deaths, divorces, job changes. I mean, major life events. And I just sat on my floor with all these letters and I was like bawling. And I just knew like, this wasn't the end. This was just the beginning of something really, you know, special. So without really having a plan or or knowing what I was about to embark on, I rented an event space in the North Loop. And this was um, 2015. So we'd had about three and a half years sort of like creating this community. And then March 2015 was the very first Wild Hive. And I think about uh, 200 people showed up. What? Oh my God. It was so wonderful. We danced and we cheered and it's noisy and it's like, it's just sort of the antithesis of everything I felt is missing um, prior. And, um, and I, and I needed it to be honest. I mean, as a mom with young kids, um, you know, just yearning for real connection. Um, it wasn't like something that I had to force. It's just, it was just who I am and mm-hmm. what I needed, what I personally needed. Um, so that was really the start of wild hive and it has evolved so much over the years. And I hope it only continues to do so. Cause I hate when things stay stagnant, I need like change and I need to challenge myself. So I love, it's always different people. It's always different music. Um, we, some of the most important components are like, I never use a space with mirrors because I really want the emphasis to be on how it feels and how you feel like going all in versus focusing on the external, which we have way too much of in our culture Mm -hmm. Um, and not about being on the right foot, you know, or like, even as we do some choreography, it's really like, you do you. And so, yeah. And it's just like incredible. So it's all in a circle and it's like fun music, like nineties hip hop. And I'm very intentional about the music because music is so, so, so powerful. Um, And then people who are just cheering you on and like the things that happen there are just amazing because, you know, you'll have like some of my favorite moments are like, you know, men and women in their fifties, sixties who get in the middle of the circle and they're like break dancing and doing all these moves. Like it's all about, you know, bringing play back into our lives. Mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, sorry, I get excited. So no, I don't. It's great. I'm like, I love it. I love this. Yeah. And we've been all over. So the whole, really the kind of the core of it is how to to make it feel like a a little adventure. So Mm -hmm. I rented every venue you can think of that would allow us to come and dance there because it's sort of unique and we're not a typical, you know, like event situation where you'd rent all day and have food and beverage. So I really needed spaces that understood like, oh, this is they just need to, you know, they just want to come in and play and dance and then they go about their days. And so we've been to first Ave and the Walker oh, cool. and yeah, breweries, distilleries. I mean, anywhere and everywhere in Minneapolis, Minneapolis Institute of art, um, all over the place. So, yeah. 
Oh, so, okay. I, I have so many more questions in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. but for someone <laughs> that has no idea what it is, can you explain it? Cause I think it is like a conceptually, almost like you have to go to Instagram and see the cool videos. Yeah. Can yeah. you explain it from your it, words? We always laugh. Like it's really hard to put into words. And I, <laughs> on that. I really have because, um, it is. It's like, I want, I want to, you know, I know everybody comes for different reasons and we'll get out of it what they, what they need. But, you know, I typically say it's like a mini adventure and it's, you know, it's about an hour of like cheering each other on. Um, there's some beginning that's like freestyle and very like, I mean, we, anything and everything we do conga lines, we do, (laughs) we do some booty shaking. I mean, really there's cartwheels. It's like (laughs) wild. It truly is wild. And then, um, you know, I realize a lot of us want a little bit of direction. So then we move into some choreography, but again, like I said, it's very much like, this is just a suggestion. You do, you do what feels right for you. And then we kind of end back with that, just really silly, playful dancing. So it is, it's, it's not, like I said, it's not about the dance. I really believe it's about the, the vibe that's cultivated this really sacred space where we are truly seeing each other, connecting with one another, feeling more alive, feeling, you know, bringing out our inner child. Uh, Yeah. That's, that's helpful. Yeah, I, like yeah. I would, when I would describe, I was trying to just tell my husband, cause I'm like, yeah. I want to go to this. He's like, it's negative 10. Are you going to go? I'm like, oh, you're right. <laughs> Not today. Um, so it's essentially a pop-up dance class. And then right now, most of them are outside. Is that like a COVID thing or is that intentional? Yes. Yes. So, um, so I don't really refer to it as a class. It's more of a okay. experience experience. Um, I often say too, like, uh, I'm, I think it exists. And what I, my role is, is really just to remind everyone that they've got it all inside of them, all the magic, all the, all the things. It's just an opportunity invitation to really like let out their, you know, their wild side. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, because of COVID. So our last indoor event was March, 2020. It okay. was international women's day. We were at the Royal Foundry Calf spirits. And, um, since then we've danced outside and we've been all over as well. So the only caveat to that is I do play loud music. So we have to be a little bit mindful about, where oh, okay. mm-hmm. um, that's our, the one logistic that's a little challenging because we've had some interesting, you know, we've had n- neighbors who have been upset and come and turned off our music and <laughs> all sorts of, you know, wild situations. But, um, so yeah, so we've been outside. There are a few spots that I use quite a bit because they're covered and, um, no matter what's happening outside, they keep a, you know, a safe and clean dance floor for us. And we've, yeah, we've danced outside for the past almost two years. Yeah. But it's, um, it's been amazing because it really has reminded us that, um, nothing can stop us and we need it now more than ever. So we've made it work. And it's really, as much as I love renting really cool venues, it was eye-opening for me because it only, you know, proved that we just want to be together. Like all of the other stuff, it's great. And I believe it can elevate an experience as I'm sure we'll touch on in a bit, but at the end of the day, we just want to be together and we just want to create more joyful experiences. Mm -hmm. 
I've seen some of the Instagram footage of like every once in a while, the cops are like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) I know. I know. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, I, and for thank goodness, they're like, okay, have fun. Yeah. Yeah. With us. And, um, (laughs) but yeah. And I think too, I mean, there have been some really wonderful cops who are like, oh yeah, we need this. Like you do, you you know, cause we do, we really do. We do. So yeah. And I think, you know, if you're on the coasts, some, you know, things like this are probably a lot more common. I think Mm. in Midwest and Minnesota in particular, you know, we're, we're kind of meat and potatoes. So, (laughs) um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely not the norm. That's actually, I was just kind of thinking ahead about this version of wild. And, and, and I think you're right, especially in middle America, it's like, yeah, it's meat and potatoes and, and the internet has made things different in terms of like how we shape ourselves for sure. But there's, I feel like there's a role for us, for mothers in Minnesota, in the Midwest. And like, I, I think you and I are probably really good examples of people that are like, ah, yeah, no, I'm going to do something else. Like, I don't want to fit into that role. Yeah. Does that work into why you, you use this, you know, wild hive as an outlet and share it with others? Like, what do you see as kind of breaking out of these molds? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that is, was a, a big part of it for me as a mom was not only, you know, having these experiences for myself for, you know, making me feel like I'm still young, wild and free, but in a safe way. But also, um, you know, I believe I am a better mom if Mm -hmm. I am filling my cup first. And that's truly what this is. When I, you know, I always say our wild hive experience goes beyond that time we're together because literally you're spending you know, the rest of the day, the week, the month, whatever, with those feelings that you're just, you get to bring home. And I, I know it's like corny, but I think that's that ripple effect that, Mm -hmm. you know, that's how your kids then see you. And that's how you, what you bring then to your communities. And I think it's really, it's, it's something that's one of those like small, but mighty, you know, like it's, it seems kind of silly, but actually makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. I think, you know, and I love, like, I love embarrassing my kids. (laughs) Same. Right. (laughs) I I can still do these things. And like, do you know how cool your mom is? Like, (laughs) You should, one day you're going to realize it. So yeah. Yeah. Random question. Do you know what your astrology chart looks like? Do you know what your sun, moon or rising is? I love that, but I don't, remember. <laughs> like, I can never remember. I, I know I'm a Scorpio. And oh yeah. Okay. Right? Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I need to learn more. Cause I, I should, we should look it up at the end of this. I, I want to see your chart. Yeah. Cause it's just like Scorpio Please. is so, it, it, you know, what's okay. This is perfect. Scorpio is the sign of, of transformation, but also the things that like we, it's sort of like the taboo in a way, like, right. Like the, the sensual dancer, the one who wants to like move her body and feel herself is not what the rest of society probably thinks we're supposed to be doing with our right, time. Right. Yes. Yet it's transforming other people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so perfect. That's Aww. really cool. Well, and it's funny because, and I don't know how much of this is genetics slash also like just my upbringing, you know, and, and you know how that plays a role in who I am, but like without the music, I'm pretty 
like when I consider myself introverted extrovert, like I, I'm fairly shy, I think, or I just definitely need to be in the right setting to really just feel like comfortable. I think I'm more of like an energy type person, but yeah, once that music (sighs) turns on, it's like, ah, (laughs) I mean, even after I'm like, uh, what did I just do? (laughs) I have no idea, but that's, that's where like, it's, it is, it's like, you truly feel that release and that freedom to just be yourself. Yeah. I love that. And that's what I hope, you know, for this show is that people can find a tool like this where they can really be themselves and have all these, you know, these feelings in this safe place. So I'm curious, what outside of dancing, is there anything that you do to fill your own cup? You kind of mentioned that. Yeah. Yes. Well, I wanted to share a story that I think is kind of fitting here because it also touches on being a mom. Um, but, and, and then it kind of will carry forward into how wild hive has evolved. But in 2018, I started curating and guiding women's retreats. And so that was another way um, I have another company wild bum. And so lots of wild, um, but, (laughs) um, so this was sort of the bridge between the two and it really ties in, my, the shared passion for how, you know, wild type is really about adventure, but then how can we actually experience these big adventures and take people, you know, on these wonderful experiences where we're dancing every day, we're feeling that euphoria, but we're also in this beautiful place and we're creating this, you know, experience with other women where we're just cheering each for each other and having a good time. And we're all kind of out of our comfort zones and there's a lot more to them, but, um, and, and often, um, fill in a philanthropic project, which has been, Oh, cool. Yeah. We've, um, we've purchased and installed water filters and stoves in the homes of Mayan women in Guatemala. We renovated Mm -hmm. a rural school in El Salvador and, um, we helped fund and build this first ever community center in a rural area of Colombia. Wow. Yeah. And we've been, um, all over and some in the States too, but so I'll never forget. And it's one of my favorite stories to tell. It's a, it was a good friend or is a good friend of mine. It was the El Salvador trip and she, she was coming. And, um, the day before we left, she called me and she said, I don't know if I'm going to go. And of course I was like, heartbroken, but also wanted to be supportive. And I, you know, just reassured her, like, I support you and whatever you decide to do, but having already been, you know, on the trips, I just said to her, I promise you, this is a gift to yourself, but, uh, but also to your family. And this is a woman whose husband traveled for work Monday through Friday. Like she does, she does it all. And it was really hard for her to leave. And I think we all struggle with that. Um, but I know they are a, an opportunity for us to take care of ourselves and to another way to really fill our cups. And, and so thank goodness she showed up at the airport the next morning and uh, we we get there and we're just having the best week. I mean, there were 27 women on this trip. Our service project was intense. I mean, it was a lot of like manual physical labor, mm. but we also like danced looking over this beautiful bay and and we uh, surfed and we had cocktails by the pool at, you know, by three every day. It was like the perfect balance of it all. And midweek, I looked at her and we had just gotten back. She ordered a gin and tonic. She sat on, I mean, it was like very idyllic. She sat on this lounger underneath this palm tree 
And I just, I was, I don't even know how many 30 feet away from her or 20 feet away from her. And I just kind of looked back and she just looked at me. We just held each other's gaze for a little bit. And then she goes, I don't remember the last time I was this happy. And it was like goosebumps. And I, what I love about that story is that is just, it, it emulates why we do this and how important it is for our well-being. So the, you know, the travel piece is really, really big for me. I'm like, I'm obviously very pregnant and very emotional all the time. So I'm like, but I like feel that I'm with you. Like it makes me feel goosebumps and emotional because there, we forget we do, we're in the grind, we're doing the things and we're like, Oh, there I am. Yeah. You know? Yes. I love that. Cause that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And, and I don't, you know, I think those magical moments of getting away are so key. And also it'll, it pops up in other times too, when you're just sitting with your cup of coffee and you're giving sure. yourself those few minutes yes. yep. you're dancing with your friends yes. and like yes. a parking ramp. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I think it, yeah. And how powerful they are. So is there, are there any specifics, any things like in your day to day in your daily routines that you like to do? Yeah. You know, I've been, um, during COVID, I started working with the most amazing therapist slash slash business coach. Um, Mm. yeah. Cause I thought, you know what, I'm going to use this time to focus on my own personal and professional development. And I didn't really want to limit what my companies are capable of, or even just my own growth uh, for myself. And it has been one of the best things that I've done throughout all of this, but, um, that is absolutely an area that I've been working on and I find it so challenging. Um, Mm -hmm. and kind of what we started with was this theme of restoration. And so, and that's so hard for some reason, you know, and I think too, it's like our culture, go, 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 go. And we're, we're trying to do it all and be it all. Um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely working on those practices and, and they look different, you know, week to week right now. I've, I really love, I don't know about you, but I tend to get in my head a lot and sometimes mm-hmm. it's not a great thing. So I've been, um, listening to audiobooks. I've been trying to listen to one audiobook a week. And so mm, yeah, I like, I love that because I think what we've determined is, is I, I really love, um, kind of, I have a, a list of, I try to do things that, you know, fall under these categories of intellectual so I feel like I, I want to be learning. I, I don't know. I just love learning and it, no matter what it is, I mean, it could be like figuring out how to blog for, you know, one of my companies, or it could be something, you know, more serious and more psychological, you know, all sorts of things all across the board. Um, and then physical, it's really important for me to be active. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always looking for things that make me feel like I'm filling that bucket. And, um, creativity, that's a bit, that's a struggle for me because I think I've turned a lot of what I, what kind of falls under that category into my profession. Yeah. Yeah. Mm So that one is interesting. Still trying to figure that out. Um, but yeah, so, you know, and then there's existential. So that's another one, like where, what makes you feel like you're, you have purpose and meaning and 
So right now I'm just trying to figure out what those practices are and how they kind of fall in those categories. And, you know, I think winter is tough. Like typically I would spend a lot of time in nature. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I don't love being cold as we both, (laughs) (laughs) we live in Minnesota. I love putting it like a, putting like buckets of where these fall into like self-care buckets and in being able to like, okay, like what am I doing in these particular areas? Um, every day, week or whatever. I, the book a week, I, I just, I mean, because we've been so locked down so frequently is definitely like where I'm at too. And I, I, I genuinely feel like the library, like the, the library and like going to get a real book is the best invention that ever existed. And I do audiobooks all the time too, but I'm like, holy buckets. I just read like two bucks in the last day or so. Like, this is amazing. Usually they're like romance novels. Yeah, well, I like those too. That's kind of under okay, the creativity. It's like, you got to give yourself yeah. that escape too, you know? You do. Right. It, and and it, even um one when we first started working together, I loved this uh, homework or challenge. It was to take myself on a date once a week. And I couldn't distract mm. myself. It couldn't be like to go read a book. I mean, or listen to a podcast. It was truly like, you're not, you're not, you know, busying yourself with anything. It's like, maybe you go and you sit on a bench and you just look at your surroundings for a little bit and you listen to the birds and you listen chirping and you, you know, I just, I feel like that was really fun experience. And like, I love antiquing. So I could get lost Mm. for hours in like, I don't know if you've ever been in hunt and gather in Minneapolis. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I think I could I mean, literally I spent hours in there. So just, you know, thinking about that a little bit, like that's been kind of a fun thing to try to do. Cause you know, typically I'm like saying yes to a million different plans and going to the gym and going to do this and going to do that. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I'm like, wait a second, what did I do for me? Or to just like be with me without the noise. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's, that's really good. I love that. I love the, like the categories and yeah. the date. Those, those are, I haven't heard those yet. I oh, asked everybody right. about these. So these are yeah. really helpful. And I was going to say, I love, a good, like, I love a good book. I love the smell of like a book. It's, oh yeah. I do love the audiobooks in the sense that I can multitask a bit or like as a busy mom, I mean, my kids are in sports and I'm driving everywhere because they, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. My older two don't drive yet. And, um, I do find that like in the car, I will just, you know, put the audiobook on in the car. If I'm cleaning the house, put it on my, you know, put it like have it on my headphones. And so it's kind of nice. Cause I feel like, you know, while I do love to sit with a good book, if you are doing other things or need to be doing other things, audiobook is great for that. So, mm-hmm. Do you use Libby? Have you used that app yet? Oh, no. It's like audiobooks from the library. So oh, you can save a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> It's amazing. That's I always awesome. tell people that. Okay, good to know. I'm writing that down. Thank you. Yeah, Libby. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> so cool. So, you know, you talked a little bit about the travel pieces. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I mean, we're, I, I'm, this might be controversial, but I just, I'm done. I'm done with living in, in this whole and we are currently in our house yep. quarantined because my youngest uh, unvaccinated is unable to leave because she's positive and yet I'm kind of relieved I'm like all right we're ready to go like let's get through this and like go somewhere yeah and I don't think I'm alone so 
what is it like, what do you see? What's the vision even in the next few years and like COVID aside for, for the travel piece of it and like what you're excited about? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean, travel, it's interesting for me. I, you know, my husband and I, and, and friends, like we, I started traveling like many of us do where it was like, all inclusive in Mexico. And (laughs) that was great at that time in my life. Um, and then just like everything else, travel has really evolved for me in the sense that I yearn for more immersive experiences. And the more that I started to travel more meaningfully, the more I, I mean, again, I know it sounds silly, but it like all comes back to like, what, what makes me feel alive. And I am never more alive or energized than when I'm in a new place. And I, and I think it's because my, um, I just need all of my human senses to be, you know, sparked. And so it's like the sights and the sounds and the smells and it's just all the things. Um, so, you know, what, what I'm most excited about, I hope is my work is really to, to kind of share the thought that like travel, you know, I think travel tends to be thought of as a luxury rather than mm. what I'm hoping people will start to see it as, as a, as truly a part of our health and well-being. And it's something that you have to prioritize, you know, like how often do you hear people say, Oh, I can't do that. Or I don't have money for that. And it's like, you know, it's about prioritizing it. It's putting, putting a jar aside and putting your coin, whatever it is, and you can make it happen. You truly can. And Um, I don't know if you know the statistic, like Americans leave millions of unused vacation days. Yeah. And the science as somebody with a a science background that just like, I totally geek out over the science of like, when you use your vacation days, you return more productive, more creative, you take fewer sick days. I mean, the, the benefits go on and on. And I think throughout COVID is, you know, hopefully people really understanding the value in, in this and, Mm -hmm. you know, realizing like when it wasn't available, how important it is to so many of us, you know, and just like feeling worldly and meeting new people that live, you know, I don't know. And it doesn't have to be this far, you know, you don't have to travel across the world to have these experiences. You can hop in the car, you can, you know, you can take that same sense of adventure and apply it to like experiences in your own hometown. I mean, there's so much you can do. So, but yes, I mean, I, for sure, my itch has only intensified throughout all of this. I've actually had um, three wild hive trips during COVID. So have you really? Wow. Yeah. And two were domestic. One was international, but we've done it extremely safely. You know, I only rent, uh, hotels where we're the only guests. So I can, we take it over. Like it's ours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So we kind of create a little bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was like, I mean, we've always been very grateful of these experiences, but I can, I can sense the shift that we've had on these trips, you know, during COVID, like when we get there, it's just like, everybody is just living life to the fullest because yeah, we're, <laughs> sick of canceling our lives. (laughs) So, yeah. So I'm excited about, you know, hopefully continuing to, to live that. I mean, I, it's important for, for what I, my message and everything I do, but I know it's like, it's like in my DNA, you know, so just to continue, hopefully making a difference in that way. And yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. You must have some serious Sagittarius in your chart. Cause that's where that, like <laughs> that freedom and like, like you, you're explaining it in a way that is like, this is just a part of who we are is to go out and see new things yeah. and gather the wisdom of new places and new people that yep. we just can't necessarily do in our day to day. And yet I I'm with you. Like I feel you know, that when you restrict something yeah. and then you get to have it again, right. it's like that much sweeter. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be like, so ready and so grateful. Yes. And it, and that's just, it is even, and touching on those experiences and, you know, like some of my favorite moments have been like stumbling into, well, not stumbling. Okay. Cause I do a lot of research, but <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, like I found this restaurant in London prior to going, cause this is part of my work with wild bum is like doing travel research. But, um, you know, I found this restaurant that was in a basement and it had 11 seats and the chefs go in the morning to the market and they buy what's fresh. And then the menu is based on what they get that morning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, it was my husband and myself, and then nine other people that are sitting at this counter. And I'm just like, I'm in London. Like, this is what I'm saying to my husband. Like we're in London with these chefs who are preparing this like fresh, whatever in front of us. And I'm drinking the most amazing cocktail. And I'm just like, I feel so good. You know, it's like mm-hmm. these amazing moments that just, I don't know. They're so it it's like food. The food is like such a big part of it and meeting different people and going to temples and going to, you know, like there's so much to travel that is um, it just, it gives you so much perspective and I just believe it's life-changing. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah, I do too. And that vacation stat is, it is so interesting. My husband's family is British. And so we, we luckily do get to go over there quite a bit, but whenever we're with them, they're out. Cause we don't go over more than maybe like 10 days, even like that's probably the max. And they're like, wait, what you guys are 10 days. They're like, you need to come for like a month. That's what like their holidays are like. Month long. I know. And, <laughs> and in America, they're like 10 days. How are you taking 10 days off? I know, I know. I mean, it is, it's crazy to me. And that was something too, like the more we traveled, the more we'd meet people from other countries who are like, on a six month honeymoon. And you're like, how did you get six months off? And they're like, well, we just talked to our, like, a you know, talk to our boss and no big deal. Like, it's just, it's such a different way of thinking and viewing, you know, these experiences that really shape who we are. And, and I don't know, it's just, yeah, it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And on the sort of the the good side of that all is that in a COVID world, we've learned to work remotely. And I just, I do like, we're going to do that a lot more now. Like yeah. I'll just bring my computer. Lily's got a whole couple weird weeks off yeah. of school yep. going somewhere. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's so great. Oh, this has filled my cup on a Monday morning. Aww. Molly. Thank you so much for just being you and doing this work and, and sharing it. Um, I use the term expander a lot. Expander is someone who shows you what's possible mm-hmm. and it helps you manifest. And I really, I really do see your work and, and you as an expander. So thanks for all the good work you're doing. Thank you, Ashley. That's very sweet. Right back at you. And I appreciate it. It's, it's really an honor to be here and to chat and, you know, have the opportunity to share all of this. So thank you again. 
Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Can you tell listeners whether they're in the Twin Cities or they want to go on a on a wild hive trip or yeah. they just want to find you where yeah. they can connect? Oh, sure. Um, well, Instagram is really probably the best for that. And um the wild or wild hives handle is the under like the lower dash line. I don't even know. Underscore, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, wild hive. And um, yeah, so usually I'm kind of, you know posting a lot there. And I always say to people, whether, even if they can't be here for the mini adventures, they can, you know, share in their energy and spirit. So that's just as much appreciated. And, um, and yeah, our trips, I mean, the next wild hive trip in May, I think I know three people that are coming. We were featured in travel oh leisure and I've, you know, been connecting with women all over the country now, which is so cool. So to be able to experience it with, you know, people who haven't been to wild Hive before we haven't met, like it's, I'm very excited about that. Just like fresh eyes and energy. And where's the next trip? I'm just curious. It is in May. Panama. Panama. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm super excited. Amazing. Oh, well, thanks again for your time. Oh, Molly. I really enjoyed this. Thanks Ashley. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks to Molly for being so open and inspirational. You can check out Molly in the upcoming retreats and mini adventures at the underscore wild hive on Instagram. And be sure to follow us as well at Yoga Magic Podcast. I'll see you next week.